that's a growler. Do you feel like you took a wrong turn in life? Welcome to Morrow's Motivations, where we talk with people who educate, motivate, and captivate you with inspirational stories. Here's Dontrell. All right, I am excited to introduce my next guest to you, Michael Archibary, the motivational speaker and author. As a teenager, Michael was fortunate to receive guidance from positive adult role models who helped him overcome adversities and set high expectations for his future. Grateful for the role these mentors played in his own development, Michael decided to dedicate his professional life to helping people navigate the difficulties of life and launch their future into motion. For more than 25 years, he has been helping teens and adults to use what they have gone through as a catalyst for success rather than an obstacle for failure. Michael is the author of Be Encouraged, 250 Days of Motivation and Encouragement, a daily motivational book. Additional information about his struggles as a child and as a debilitating spinal cord injury as an adult can be found in his wife's book, God Was Holding My Hand. Without further ado, here's Michael Arterberry. All right, Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing, my friend? How's everything going? Hey, you know what we we doing as good as we can do. This coronavirus has everybody in the uproar, mm-hmm. you know. So we um, we're dealing with the challenges, but you know we're making it work. Oh yes, sir. I hear you. It's uh, the same on on our end over here, and yeah, it's it's just a learning, definitely a learning experience, I would say, and one that. I hope we learn the lesson soon and that <laughs> life gets us on to more experiences. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Some normalcy, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Yes, I think that's really what everybody wants. You know, oh, I like, yes. I, yeah, I'm a man of routine, so I think I like to get back into my routine, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yes, sir, yep. And so, I, you know, I appreciate you taking some time out of your normal routine and and what, you know, life experiences are giving us right now with the new normal routine to just talk to us a little bit today about your experiences. And one thing I really love about your story personally is that you didn't let the odds of what could have been determined or predetermined for your life by others, you didn't let that define you. You rose onto your own, you know, mentor, your own leader and you've been able to help inspire many other people. And so for someone who personally, you know, came from a background where you just had to really, you know, hope and pray that that people in that field would take a notice to you, I can really appreciate the hard work that you put in to do that and the courage it took to to do that. Well, well, thank you, Dontrell. You know, and I, I'm a firm believer that once you no one goes through anything for themselves. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that we conquer challenges and and of course the victory on an individual level is, is beautiful. But, you know, once you come through it, you know, I think that we, we've been put in positions so that we can pay it forward and give it back to somebody that's going through a similar situation. So, you know, I think everything in life happens for a reason. So I never look at anything as why me. The first thing that I look at is how can I take this? First, how can I learn about it on an individual level, but then how can I take it, break it down, 
and share it with um, those that I try to mentor and move to a better level. Absolutely. And, you know, I think your personal example is one of, you show that it's easy, that it's, it's, it's a mindset. And once you've gotten to that point to where you can really get yourself to the place to where you can see that you can you can achieve things that is up to first convincing yourself that you can do it. That's what makes the difference. And so, you know, for someone who grew up in just a, an environment where that wasn't necessarily all around you, how did you find in your own life, Michael, to personally define success? How do you define success? You know what? I, I, I'm going to do that in like phases. So mm-hmm. like on an individual level, you know, success for me, I think as a young person, I set the bar very high. And so I was able to achieve success, but there was never a celebration. You see what I'm saying? So like, like mm-hmm. what I would do is, is anybody that know, knows me from growing up is, you know, I'm not an overachiever, but, but I am like, for instance, football was one of my major sports. And so with football, you come into training camp at right around August. So a lot of my teammates would wait until August. They wouldn't do anything all summer and they would wait until August to come to camp to get in shape. But the mentality Uh that I had is when I walked in on August, I was already in shape. You see what I'm saying? And so Mm -hmm. that's how I structure my life. So when I show up for the training camp, you know, for the two weeks that they're trying to get into shape, I'm already in shape and I'm in front of the curve. So, you know, um, I believe in success is preparation. You know what I'm saying? You have to be prepare yourself and make sure that you put yourself in the position to be most successful. And I'm a firm believer that if you prepare correctly, then, you know, it's like a walk in the park. You know what I'm saying? So I've I never mm-hmm. I'm not one and it's not conceit like being conceited, but I'm not one that struggles with being successful because once I put in the work, I know what the product is. You know what I'm saying? And that mm-hmm. also leads me to the second part that I wanted to say. So say you you're able to achieve success on an individual level, the way that you really get to see it is the fruits of your labor. So for me, I've achieved success on a personal level, but then when I download it on another individual and I see the fruits of what I've been able to download on them, I mean, that you can't, you can't, Dr. Charles, you can't get nothing better than that to look at somebody <laughs> and say, wow, they're doing that because I said something to them. You know what I'm saying? So when I, when I measure it, that's how I measure it. The fruits of my labor. Amen. Yes, thank you. That is that is wonderful. And you know, you have been I would say honestly a very blessed individual because when I looked more into just your your background and who you are, uh the youth that you've been able to help. How like did you ever like when you were at any point growing up and and going through the like you just called it the self-preparation and and looking into life, did you ever see yourself accomplishing what you've done so far. You know, let me, let me tell you, God, God, you know, they say he likes to laugh, you know, he likes to <laughs> laugh at us. Right. So, so, yo, check this out. You know, growing up, Dontro, my dream was to be a professional athlete. 
So, so like my dream was to be a professional athlete, but like, you know, I've always had a good relationship with uh, young people. So I was a counselor growing up. And every time I had a group, I always had kids in a group that took to me a parent that would write me letters and tell me how much I impacted their kid. So I knew I had that gift, but that dream of being a professional athlete was pushing me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and mm-hmm. I, I took it right up to the to the last, you know, to the I tried out. I tried out for professional football, but I didn't make it. And, you know, you're going to think this is crazy. Now, I've been successful. I know the fruits of my labor, but I'm I'm, I'm 52 years old and um, I'm driving from one of my workshops and I'm, I'm, I'm internalizing what some of the young people talked about in my group. And um, it brought me to tears, bro, because I said to myself, professional football and what I just came from, come on, come on. No, no, to play on TV and get the accolades of of that temporary, you know, success. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, being able to do what I do, you know what I'm saying, is more important. So did I see it growing up? I think I saw, I saw droplets of it. But once I got, you know, I got to college and I had to declare a major, you know, I realized then that that was the field that I wanted to go into. And then, you know, because of being blessed in a certain way, I was just able to go to my catalog and pull from my catalog to put things together for my present life. That's awesome. So wanting to be that professional athlete and then going to where you are now, what what went through your mind when you realized that your original plan of wanting to be an athlete would not be possible? You know, uh, again, we talking about God laughing at us. I got another one for you. So, so, so imagine, imagine, oh man, oh, you got me with this question. So not like you got me because that I can't answer it, but I would, I would give you. So what really happened was, so sports was my thing, but I hated going to class on trial. Oh, I hated mm-hmm. school, man. So in my day, believe it or not, you could go to college without a high school diploma. Now, that sounds crazy, but I'm 52 and the rules back then were different. So I'm watching the guys in front of me go to college and not get a high school diploma. So, you, you know, that didn't make me go to class. I was like, hey, listen, <laughs> I was fine. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm watching them do it. I'm doing the same thing. And when I got to my senior year in high school, I was like, like 22 in the nation as far as recruits. So now we talking about this pro thing. I'm like on it, you know, big schools in the country were really interested in me. And then um, November of my senior year in high school, they passed what they call Proposition 48. You needed a C average and an 800 on your SAT. So that was the first shot in my ribs where I, I, I you know, I, I, I couldn't go off to a D1 school. I ended up going to a Division three school. So that bumped me down as far as that being my aspiration. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But then I got to college, man, and I, I messed around and broke my ankle. I broke oh. my ankle. And at, in college, check this out. So I was still on the path to be a professional athlete. But when I broke that ankle, laying up with that cast, that's when it hit me like, yo, you know, if you don't make this professional athlete track, what are you going to do, bro? And that's mm-hmm. when I dove into my academics. You know, I, I, you know, once I declared my major as social work, you know, I, I tell a joke where, um, like, I didn't like school, but one day I'm sitting in the library, Dontrell, 
and I'm, I'm writing an essay for my social work class. So I studied for an exam and I went into the exam. I got an A and I said to myself, whoa, if you study, you pass. You know what I'm saying? Like it yes, never sir. hit me that <laughs> if you study, you actually passed. So, you know, it hit me that I wasn't going to make pro when I broke my ankle. You know what I'm saying? And and when the academic was a little a little crazy. But like I said, you know, the beauty is I, I, I tried out. So trying out allowed me to at least be I, I got to be in the presence of those guys that actually went on to do it. So, you know what I mean? It, it was, it was, you know, a bittersweet, you know, bittersweet, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I do. Actually, as you, as you're talking, you know, I'm listening to the examples you have and, and I always think it's so interesting how you said God laughs at us. I think it's, you know, he has a sense of humor for sure because, and just hearing your story, relating it to some parts of my own, I went through the same thing and, you know, kind of my growing experience where I thought I was going to go down the path of kind of like being able to help others. And I had the idea of being a massage therapist for a little while. And then after a while, like I, you know, I finished my certification in that field. I was doing really good. And then I had tendonitis really bad in my hands. And a a doctor was like, yep, you're not going to be able to do that. And, and I was stubborn. I was like, yeah. no, I am not going to, I'm not going to be told I can't do it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to keep trying to do what I can. And I tried for a few months, like almost half a year after that. And it just was not working. And I had a moment and this is what I'm interested to ask you. This is why I bring this up. Cause I had a moment where I was like, you know, Lord, why, why is this happening? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, wh- yeah. Wh- why is this happening to me? I went through this whole like year program. I was doing good. Why? Like what, wh- what is this, what is this supposed to teach me? So I'm wondering, like, how did you get to that mindset from asking maybe if you did in, in your own self, like if you asked that question, like, why is this happening to like, what example did the Lord give you or did, you know, you learn that led you down the path of where you're at now? Like, who were your big examples? You know, I think it really hit once I started doing my internships in college mm-hmm. for social work. You know, my gift. I don't want to say youth because I don't want to I don't want to pigeonhole myself. So I, I, I can relate and motivate young people and adults. So I just want that to be understood. Mm-hmm. But in college, I did more internships with the young people. And I have the ability to bring such comfort to a young person without even touching them. I mean, like true big brother, daddy, Uncle Bill type of comfort. Something about mm-hmm. my presence, something about what I say. But young people, when they leave me, they feel like they've been embraced and somebody has loved on them like they've never been loved on before. And when I realized that I had the ability to do that, I knew that running a football was not what my destination was about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that yes, was sir. that was it. Yep. Did you have anyone in your life that was a mentor to you like you've been to so many others? You know, it's funny that you asked me this. And and I got I got kind of not a strange answer. <laughs> you know, I'm a different I'm a different dude. So I'm just saying, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a little different. So the crazy thing, Dontrell, 
It's no, I didn't really have someone to do for me what I do to other kids. What I had though were, when I look back over my life, I had adults that didn't know my backstory, but gave me a little bit more to push me towards where I was going. So I never really had anyone to pull me in and really love on me like I wasn't. And, and believe it or not, to say love on me, the reason why that is is because, you know, I grew up in a household with a, a raging alcoholic father, but a loving mom. So the, the nurturing that I give the kids, I didn't need that growing up because my, my mother gave me that, man. My mother, my mother, oh, man. I mean, shoot, that's a, a radio show on its own. She loves big. <laughs> that's probably why I do it so well. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 all I do is I, 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 I give that to the kids. But what I'm saying is, you know, I had adults in the path. Like I found out, like, like when I say sports, I was an elite athlete. So when I, I played football, basketball, baseball, and soccer from the age of eight to I graduated high school. And when I graduated high school, I could have gone to college and played all four sports. Now I'm telling you this because one summer. I was able to travel with the New York State soccer team and I was going to college campuses playing with the best soccer players throughout the country. And I'm going on and off these campuses, man. I'm staying in the dorms, Penn State and all these big schools. And for me as a kid, I just for me, it was summer camp. But I, I knew my mom couldn't afford to send me to all these places. Right. Mm hmm. Yo, I, I get a, a message in my inbox on Facebook. This guy that I knew from my childhood, who was around the soccer program, yo, he dropped on me, Don Charlie. He was paying for it, bro. This wow. man was paying for me to go to all those camps. And wow. to, That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And when he, <laughs> when he told me, you know, I wanted to jump through the phone, you know, and the message and like kiss him and say, yo, see, you are the, the 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 people in my life that allowed me to do what I have to do now. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he sure did. He sure did. So yes, there were people, but there was never the type of guidance that I give to young people. But there were people that were put in my path mm-hmm. to move me along. I amen, and that's yeah. it, it's such a miracle. Like hearing that, and and seeing just how intertwined sometimes our life can be like in just the way the Lord does his work. Yes. That, that brings me so much joy just hearing that you, you don't know. And I, I really appreciate you sharing it. So, Oh, of course. Thank you. And I I just want to get a sense because, you know, when we're going through these learning curves and these emotional like roller coasters in life, it's always easy to look at like, the times where it was difficult and say, you know, in that moment, you know, I, like you mentioned so well, like you felt like, man, you know, breaking your ankle when you were going into the sports arena and to the football plays and then now seeing, but when you saw that part of yourself, that, that just God given gift that you have to really connect and relate to like a, a growing generation that really needs guidance and needs light you you took it upon yourself to not ignore that, but to just jump headfirst into that and say, you know what? I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's just I'm I'm trusting I'm trusting this feeling I'm trusting this inner this inner guidance that I'm feeling coming from you know from on high. And so when you look back now and having gone through that, how do you feel now? And how did you feel initially when you realized 
that you made it to that point, that you really pushed that threshold and you made it and achieved the goal that you wanted to start doing? You know, the best way that I can explain it so that we can talk about how, you know, because I'm humble, you know, and I, I, well, you know, I'm, I'm humble, but you can't call yourself humble because then it kind of <laughs> takes away from the humility. But I am. I'm a humble dude. But I'm saying that because the, the, the measurement and where I really see it the most or feel it the most is is watching football. Mm-hmm. See, so when I watch a professional football game and I watch guys play and then I see them sign these multi-million dollar contracts, maybe for a second, I may say, wow, I would like to make that kind of money. But then when I self-reflect, I think about, you know, I see over 2,500 kids a year. You know what I'm saying? Young people. Mm-hmm. And the way my program is set up, it's like I don't have to get a delayed time for them to tell me how much I made, uh, how how I made them feel. And so, you know, to go through that day after day, week after week and feel that love reciprocated when I see a, a multi-million dollar contract athlete. It doesn't even make it doesn't affect me. I don't look at it and say I missed the money. I missed the popularity. I mean, to be quite honest with you, the head that I had on when I came out of college, Mm -hmm. you know, the life that I would have put in play with all that money. Please, Dontrell, I'm not proud. I'm not proud of the the person that I would have been with all that money. I was a knucklehead. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was foolish. And so, you know, I would have done foolish things and my legacy would have been awful, mm-hmm. you know. But now, come on. I mean, now, I mean, listen, you know, I know, you know, again, and I speak out of confidence, never out of conceit. But I know the love that I pour into the kids that I work with. So when I speak legacy, you know what I'm saying? I know my legacy will be strong because. That's that's what I get back. The accolades I get from a young person that went through my program 15 years ago, you know, and they remember it like it was just yesterday. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of times people won't remember what you say to them, but they remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And for someone to say they met me 15 years ago and speak of it like it was just yesterday. I mean, that's a powerful thing, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that. You know, that's something that I I often try to reflect, too. I remember hearing a while back, and I, I can't remember on what show or TV show it was, but Oprah was talking about the power of legacy. And right. she was saying that Maya Angelou told her when she was building her school in South Africa, Oprah said, I thought that would be my my greatest legacy. And she said, Maya Angela told her, you don't know what your legacy will be. (laughs) And she kept trying to tell her, no, 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 Maya, I really think it'll be this cool. And she said, she told her again, you do not know what your legacy will be. Your legacy is every life that you touch. And I've always remembered that. I've always remembered and tried to, even in my own life, say, okay, wow, that's amazing. Like, what do I really want it to be? It's not about the degree. It's not about anything like that. It's about every life that I that I touch. And so asking you the same thing, especially since you you brought up legacy, what would be a legacy that you would really hope to leave your community, all those kids you served, your, your family, 
what would be the one thing, if you could name one thing, because I know it's, it's many things that, you know, you, you could think of, but the first thing that comes to your mind, what would you think would be the most important? Let me tell you something, man. And uh, you, you're asking all the right questions. I like it. But uh, I, I don't know if it was a book or a magazine or something, but I read an article or like it was the book or maybe I even saw it on a talk show. I don't remember where I got it from, but I remember this. There was a woman talking and she said that when she walked out of a room, she left the room, that people in the room would sniff and say to themselves that God was here. Mm. Brother, let me tell you something. You're talking about legacy. What I want people to think about me when they leave, you know? You know, I heard a song the other day and it talked about, if you are looking for him, I hope you find him in me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, mm -hmm. if they're looking for God and, and I ain't trying to be God, but if you're looking for God, I'm hope you find them in me. And so my legacy is the fact that I walked this earth bringing that kind of comfort to people. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of comfort. I, I don't want no regular, you know, Joe Smoke comfort. I want that high octane comfort that a person can say, wow, man, you know, that dude, whoo, he, he really, really, you know, made a difference. Mm hmm. Yes. Yes, sir. I, I definitely feel you. I know what you mean. And that's amazing. I think, you know, I can honestly say for from myself and thinking about the experiences I've had, this is a very, very special and treasured one that I'm having right now with you as far as being able to talk with you and the pleasure of hearing your story and that you're willing to share it to all those who may listen. And, you know, just the way that you reach out, you know, and just to me, like it was during the time where I was personally going through a lot of kind of how you mentioned when you watch football and you'll see sometimes, oh, you know, I I, I, I wonder what it would have been like. I was kind of going through that and wondering, you know, and, and what I'm doing, is it important? Does it really matter to anyone? And then when I when I saw your email, I felt like, wow. That's the Lord talking to me and answering me in that sense to say, yes, it is. Yes, yes it is. And so thank you. Thank you very much because, you know, like you said, you, you just never know how the Lord is using us and using specific circumstances to help educate one another, too, and give hope. So, you know, honestly, from from one person to another, I, I can't thank you enough and I know you're going to continue to do great things. I look forward to continuing to learn from you and to, you know, to see all of the great things that have come your way. Right, right. Well, yes, yeah. Uh, you know, you're welcome. You're welcome. And, you know, I'll tell you this, and it's a tip you can take with you and, and to your followers is, you know, I learned to quiet my own spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me. You see what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 I move myself out of the way. And so, so relationships like, you know, like shooting you the email, you know, anybody is who's up, up faith, you know what I'm saying? Sending you the email. We know that that that's orchestrated by somebody else. But mm -hmm. anytime that I come into the relationship with somebody, you know, I'm very conscientious on, yo, you know what? This is not about what I want. And I allow the Holy Spirit to move me. And, you know, like I said, with our conversations, you know, this is this is good stuff, you know. And for me to help you at any, I mean, 
for anything. It, it would be a pleasure. And, and it's my duty. You know what I'm saying? It's my job. It's my responsibility, Don Trump. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And right. again, I I really appreciate just, you know, you're, you are a very humble person. I can t- just tell you by just the interview, I, I can honestly feel your passion and I can definitely see what each of those young people and, and the people you're able to talk to feel every time they've had a opportunity to learn from you. So thank you so much again. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank, uh, you're welcome. I got to learn to just say you're welcome. I'm terrible with that. <laughs> All right, Michael. So thank you again so much. Please let our listeners and and those who are following us know where they can find you and about the courses you teach. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Dontrell. Um, To follow me, I want you to, you can follow me on Facebook, which is uh, Michael Arterbury, Michael.Arterbury. My Instagram is CT Thunder, CT Thunder. That's my Instagram. My LinkedIn is also Michael.Arterbury or Michael Arterbury, Michael Arterbury. Um, and also I want to uh, promote, I'm, I'm starting an 11-week course, which is called Shake Your Dirt, Shake the Dirt Experience. Shake the Dirt Experience. So I need them to go to shakethedirtexperience.com. And when they go to shakethedirtexperience.com, they'll be able to get more information about the course. And they also will get a gift there for them once they they go and check it out. All right. So um, the course is going to be starting on April 14th. But, yeah, they have to go to shakethedirtexperience.com. And that course will be starting on the 14th of April. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And oh, yes, oh, everyone. Oh, oh. oh, I'm sorry, Dontrell. Yeah, no, go one, ahead. Yeah, well, one more thing is my book, Be Encouraged. I wrote a book called Be Encouraged. It's written in devotional style. You pick a page, you read it, and it'll inspire you for the day. Awesome. And that is that out right now? Can we find that Amazon? Yep, they, or? yep, yep. they can find it right on Amazon. Yes, they can. Okay. All right. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And yes, to all the listeners out there, please, please go and check out Michael. He's got amazing stuff. And I think you will all benefit greatly when you really be able to hear him and his element and doing what he does the best. Thank you again, Michael, so much. All right. All right. Till next time, please be safe and keep being motivated. Thank you for listening to Morrow's Motivation. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. Wow, something is really different on a growler.